Hey, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm your other host, Hamish. And it's episode 62, and today we're joined by Sam Ball. How are you doing, Sam? Hello, guys. It's good to be here. Not too bad, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, good, good. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself a bit? Sure. So my name's Sam. I just finished my four-year computer science degree, which is where I met Hamish and Aaron a few years ago now. I'm currently now working as a software engineer for Goldman Sachs. And I'm living at the moment down in Kent with my family just because of lockdown and everything, but hoping to move up to London uh, with my flatmate who I live with in uni in the next few months or so, depending on how the situation clears up. Do you remember Hamish the first time you met Sam? Or Sam, do you remember the first time we kind of met? So I think when you were in first year, yeah, there was a time where you, a group of you first years just started asking us for help. And <laughs> that would, doesn't sound like me. <laughs> talking about that. And then I remember, I think you lot were going to stay in front all night, era, and I was just fucking off to where I think it was Lem in third year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was quite weird because you guys weren't like the year below us. Exactly. Yeah. I started in 2016. Yeah. So you had two years, but then we were, our year was quite, we're closer to your year then. Yeah. 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 There was kind of a bit of a gap between people who we knew like in the year between us. Like there was Jake and Andrea and Tom Schofield. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because I looked on Facebook before we started, actually, just because to just try and jog my memory. And apparently I added Aaron in January 2018 and Hamish in December 2017. So Hamish snuck in there. Oh, Hamish snuck. Oh. Like you say, I can't for the life of me remember if there was like a specific meeting or if it was kind of just a general group thing. Honestly, I have a feeling it may have just been me and Aaron chatting shit and then you look just ch- chimed in <laughs> and that was that. It sounds likely. I could definitely see that. <laughs> he, he, uh, he probably asked you for your snap first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, if no one could figure out from like that convo, we all did computer science at Warwick. Sam's just recently graduated. How, how did you find it? Course-wise, I definitely enjoyed it as a whole. Um, I, so I think definitely a, a big part of that is I got, I got lucky with housemates I moved in with after first year, and then I just lived with them for the second, third, and fourth year. Um, and then so that made it very manageable that kind of it was a nice work-life split. So, you know, we because they were all doing computer science as well. So we'd kind of all be doing coursework together, but then at a certain time we'd be like, all right, let's go down to the pub and have a break or something. So that was yeah. all nice. Interestingly, I think I, I think I always say that I found second year the most stressful because that was the year that you still, you're still doing eight modules over the year, but they've obviously cranked up the pressure from first year. Whereas then mm-hmm. you go into third year and you're doing a dissertation and fourth year as well, you're doing a group project. So in terms of actual lectures and coursework to manage, third and fourth year does feel that a little bit easier, despite the fact that the content itself is probably a bit heavier. Yeah, I can't remember. What year did you find hardest, Tamish? I think it would be, have to be first and second because obviously it took me a while to settle in. And as Sam said, in second year it did get cranked up. But uh, yeah, I'll probably say like, I'll maybe say I'll just say first year because first year I was... I just didn't go lectures or anything. And yeah, I found like doing the work really hard. I felt like I, found, I, I, I came in there like set eight, fam. That's what I felt like in first year. I was like, raw. I was flopping coursework left, right, center. Do you have any prior computer science experience, Hamish? No. We didn't, they didn't teach you in that school. Really? So, so how did you kind of come on to doing the course? So I always wanted to do something related to computers, but all I could do was applied ICT and maths, basically. But even the maths I learned and further maths wasn't sufficient for university as you figured out the hard way. Sure, sure. I did the same as you, Sam. I, che- I checked your LinkedIn before this and you did a <laughs> computing at A-level, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so our school had the same thing. Although I didn't take anything I learned from computing into it. Even though looking back, we actually did do quite a lot of like networking stuff and yeah. there was quite a bit of overlap. So I always found that I think that probably the first, at least the first term of first year was kind of covered by like what I'd already done in my first like five years of computer computing at school because I did it for GCSE as well and you know so like the first term I was there was definitely a little bit of coasting just on what I knew already but then it all got covered quickly and then probably second term onwards it was new stuff. When I first joined uni and like I was struggling on like the thing that I'd like flopped two of the homework sheets before in there I'd written on the top here could I please have some extra help here because I didn't know like I thought it was bad (laughs) to go reach out to the lecturers I thought they were going to like kick you off the course or something if you're too stupid so I was like Okay, let me just like maybe sneak this into the seminar too. Oh, that's actually quite sweet. Did, did you actually get anything back from that? No. Oh. <laughs> it's like when you text a girl and she just like blank reads you. Yeah. Who did it to you recently, Aaron? Do you want to drop a name? No, no, no one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I prefer not to speak. So then how about you? How did you, Sam, how did you get into 
computer science? So I think, so I was quite lucky just in, in the terms of that my school offered it as a subject. And I've always been, even in, like in primary school, I was kind of very interested in ICT and was kind of the, the you know, as, as much as an 11 year old can be, was the, the, the guy that his classmates would come to if they needed help putting their PowerPoint presentation together or yeah, whatever you do in primary school. Like it was nothing, nothing crazy advanced. It was just, uh, you know, I kind of knew what I was doing. But then I think probably that gave me that confidence when I went to a uh, secondary school. I then um, thought oh, I want to be doing something with computers here. So then, yeah, seven, year seven and eight, it was just ICT, but there was like a module on Scratch, like, probably, you know, the, the basic coding thing. And then, yeah, when it got offered for GCSE, I thought, yeah, I, I enjoyed Scratch. I'll, I'll give this a go. It's a uh, three year GCSE. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of carried it on from there. It was I very much, it very much appealed to me just in terms of how everything worked together and the, lo- the very logical nature of it. Were there any other things that you thought like maybe you'd want to do instead of computer science? I think even when I was much, you know, much, much younger and people used to ask me what I wanted to be, you know, kind of once I was past the age of saying, I don't know, a clown or a fireman or something, <laughs> you know, once I actually, you know, was old enough to give it, give it some thought, I always said uh, inventor. Okay. Probably, you know, from like Wallace and Gromit or something, you know, it's kind of, kind of, yeah. head. but I kind of just, or even then, like I had the idea, I had the idea that I wanted to be working with tools and like building stuff and getting things working, stuff like that. And then I think kind of the more, as I got older, probably mum and dad were like, yeah, inventor's not really a thing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and I guess I've just managed to translate that to, you know, computer science is Mm. far off. Where you you can be an inventor, yeah. Exactly. And you can also be an inventor in the products and software that you produce. I might call myself an inventor. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever consider doing like maths and computers? I remember when I was looking at the degree options now when you're like in A-levels and I was like, oh, I'd rather do maths and computer science, but I always saw the requirements for high. I'm like, yeah, let's let's be a bit more realistic. Uh, let's just stick to just computer science. Do you ever consider like just doing maths or maths and computer science or discrete maths as we call out Warwick? I think I I don't think I ever really considered discrete maths, and I think because because I already already had this idea in my head that was the the end goal was to specialize towards computer science, and I knew that the computer science degree itself already had maths in it. So I never really felt it was necessary. I remember when I was looking around like Oxford and Cambridge, their courses was like kind of, they, they, they were kind of pushing people more towards the maths and computer science paths. So I know that was probably the most I considered it just when I was looking at them. But no, it was never really a serious consideration. Yeah. And then we've gone through uni and you graduated this year. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how was that with COVID and everything? It was kind of crazy like i wouldn't say it's you know my my life's been uprooted as i'm sure many people's has been but it was very much middle of march i left leamington to come home for easter break like my dad came and picked me up picked you know i I packed up just enough stuff to last me the three four weeks or whatever and then it was probably and my friends i think we had a coursework due a week into easter holiday whatever it's called and so my my housemates they actually said you know we're going to stay a week longer get the coursework done we're going to go home after that I was like, fair play, you know, each their own. I was, was fancying some home-cooked meals or something. Yeah, so, I, so, so my dad picked me up on the Saturday. And by the following Saturday, when they'd all been planning to come home, the situation got so bad, they basically said, we no longer feel safe to go home and risk taking something down the country and giving something to our families. So, and I think it was then the Monday after that, that the full nationwide lockdown came into effect. So then they got locked up in Leamington, just the two of them. Oh, man. It was, yeah, crazy for them. Luckily, I was, so I was down here with my family. And then, yeah, so the lockdown continued as, as it's still going on now. Everything's still a bit crazy. Term three started. I was still down here. Never ended up going back to Lem because all the exams were announced so they'd be online, open book, the works. So uh, obviously, so I think there was a brief time where I was just hoping they would all be cancelled because we had a safety net as well, which was a godsend, I won't lie. <laughs> So that was it was nice to be able to fall back on that. But yeah, so it was it was a revision season kind of still that I did just did here. And then open book exams that were done online were a bit of a joke, as you'd probably imagine. And uh yeah, and then and then got through it. And then I, I went back up to Lemington once just to help clean the house, grab the rest of my stuff that I didn't take back in March. But other than that, yeah, it was kind of a two day move out and then that's it. Yeah, awesome. So you got through that and then you graduated. And as you mentioned earlier, you've got your role at Goldman Sachs now. So Goldman Sachs, that was actually something I saw in LinkedIn. Like you had like a few internships there beforehand, right? Yeah. The way that I've got through, but it's certainly not the only path, is I started, I did a spring week in like April 2018, which is like a, 
was nine working days and they put me up in a hotel in London for those for those like kind of two weeks which was obviously amazing because I was just up there with the other interns and then based on that there was then an interview at the end of that and then kind of based on how they watched you work with other people that was whether you got the return offer for the summer internship the next year and I did that last summer 2019 and that's a 10-week internship where you're actually put on a team and doing actual work and then luckily there's not actually another interview after that it's I think it's based pretty pretty much solely on how you perform in the team and like kind of how your manager rates you and then yeah if you get the return offer after that that's a grad role basically a year after the internship which so luckily I already had that secured before any of this COVID madness because now is not really the time you want to be looking for a job yeah I was gonna ask like so you had the, you got off got the offer before like COVID pretty much hit yeah so I got it last october i think so about yeah. like a month or two after the internship so when it did hit was there any kind of like nerves or anything like okay maybe they might take this back and i think i think i think more than anything it was more just that they were going to delay it um right. or because you know back in march april no one knew how long it was going to go on for so i thought mm-hmm. well, maybe they push it back to september october when surely everything will be clear and everyone you know everyone have forgotten this pandemic nonsense um <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I, I remember it was it was in March, kind of before everything kicked off properly. I was so I was at the gym, so you know, clearly wasn't wasn't too worried about picking anything up. And I, I got an email from Goldman just saying, just let you know, you know, despite all of this, we're still looking forward to having you in the summer. Okay, that's good. And and at that point, they hadn't even given us a start date, so kind of my my interpretation of that was they were still going to take us on, but it might just be later than we were expecting. But as it turned out, it was end of July anyway, so it wasn't really much later than we were looking for anyway yeah and then how was it like starting basically this new job in a virtual kind of world yeah well there's been less work drinks for sure um more just kind of <laughs> after work drinks it's just me on my own at my desk <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's, yeah, like you say it's been very strange as you'd expect like um, my entire all my interactions with my team have been virtual so i've never met any of them in person but mm. at the same time i'm now three months into the role and you know i speak to them all on a daily basis so it does feel like i know them so it's, I think it's going to be very strange when I eventually meet them in person, kind of like, oh, I yeah. basically know you and have done for six months or something, but I've, we've never met in real life before. But uh, yeah, I kind of keep forgetting that, you know, this is such a strange environment and then occasionally it just hits me like, wow, I've, I've never met any of these people. Have you found the time's gone quick or slow during like the last six months? Both. Yeah, I'd, I'd say both. I think both's a good answer. I feel like definitely the big, lo- you know, the full scale lockdown back in, March, April, April, May, whenever it was, that I felt, I felt like that went very slowly. But then since then, since it, since it's kind of just been general restrictions, I think that's what it's all gone very fast. Yeah, the thing is, it's because we can't differentiate. The reason why it's gone kind of, it seems like it's gone kind of fast. Looking back, is because we can't differentiate between the commute and getting out of our house as much. So like, it's very hard to say like, oh yeah, this happened in March. Whereas realistically, like right now. I only saw that we're about to hit November. But I was thinking like, I was thinking we're still in like August right now. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I was in August. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, like I say it's in August, but then I look at the weather outside and it's definitely not August. When you, when you see trick-or-treaters tonight, that'll uh, probably give you a clue what day it is. Oh, we don't have that. We don't have that in our Oh, you don't have trick-or-treaters. That's all right. It's probably it's probably the most COVID secure way of handling. <laughs> Do you have the Roadman uh, trick-or-treaters, Hamish? Do you have the KSI um, video from like? Yeah, yeah, I know, but. No, no, they wouldn't do it in this area. They're not going to get anything. Wait, do you actually have trick-or-treaters? I thought this was just like a cartoon thing. I don't know. It was in no, real it's life. Real. I'm assuming then you've never been trick-or-treating. Me? Yeah. No, no. Do you have a concept? Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I, I wanted to, but then I wouldn't have a costume or anything. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. I've seen so. it on cartoons, but I and like an American movie. You just go yourself. Well, the dress as Aaron. I'd have to somehow lose some height, bro. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I'm telling you. The yeah, for anyone wondering, the day we're recording this is actually Halloween. But yeah, I think this could uh, lead kind of onto our debate question. So debate question we got on today is, do you need a uni degree? And I I think this we should answer this probably in the sense like you obviously like don't need a uni degree like to survive. More like does a uni degree help? Like I don't know. What should we? How should we caveat it? Do you need a uni degree? To get a high-paid job or be yeah. in a well-paid position, maybe we could break down all aspects. So, like, 
So basically, here, here's here's how it is. So you could get a uni degree in the hopes that you're going to start on a high income job. In some cases, it will be somewhat true, but it's not necessarily true because if you were working, if you had like an apprenticeship and you were working the entire time from the same age you started uni, there's a good chance that you could be already earning that money, if not more, because of your experience and you'd be able to move more flexibly across places into already more senior positions because of your experience. And like you wouldn't be considered junior because right now, if you join anywhere, you're joining as a graduate slash junior person because you have no experience. Whereas for them, they'll be at our same age, but they'll be able to join at senior positions, which usually get paid more as it is, depending on your career choices as well. So it's kind of dependent, but I also wouldn't recommend uni to anyone if they weren't already going to like a Russell group or a high-end uni. I'd say like, if you're not going to like the top 20 uni for your course, for your split room, I'm saying for your course, because each course has different rankings for unis, it's probably not worth it, especially if you're going to, you don't have the bursary, like so anyone who needs a bursary or someone to go it may not be worth if you can't get a scholarship you may as well just try and go the apprentice right obviously if you want to go definitely go do it but yeah do consider apprenticeships a bit more because you can probably you can be debt free obviously during the apprenticeship you don't get paid as much but to be debt free like in this day and age because you have to remember like right now that obviously the default percentage on that student loan I think I'm nearly at the point where I'll start to pivot and actually be able to start paying off. Like it is, it's a bit mad. It's a bit mad. So yeah, definitely. So so your so your opinion there is that the most significant part of a uni degree is the name of the university on the certificate, as opposed to what you actually learn over the duration of the course. Yeah. So like that's why I say like top twenty, right? So you're going to have better content. You're going to have like much more expertise. You're going to have also then as a result a much better connection into the world by default just because we went Warwick so we get to go into much more corporate jobs a lot more easily yeah do you know what I mean like although most jobs will say like you just need to have a uni degree etc you'll notice that most of the people around us in our jobs happen to be Warwick and you know the top pretty much the top unis yeah so like it does help and obviously we had I guess a little bit harder course than say a uni like at the hundredth place for computer science in the UK mm-hmm. so it's different in that sense but like yeah I'll say like if you're not probably going top 20 for your course in your country or wherever in your world, wherever, wherever, whichever way you want to measure it, then probably not like worth it. In the UK, at least, it's probably not worth it. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. Like, if you have the money to blow, then go ahead and do it. Or if you really want to go, just go do it. Like, no one should stop you from doing it because the social life is a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And I would obviously like I wouldn't want to do an apprenticeship now. I would still want to have gone down the path I've gone down because I feel like my social life is way better as a result of it. Do you think you needed to go uni? Like yes, all of I us, think... really, to get where we are in our jobs, we needed a degree. Yeah, right? I do think I need, for, for me, yeah. Well, Sam, so Sam, what's your like take on this question? So, so in my opinion, I would say I would definitely agree with Hamish just in the sense that it's not, you know, you have to kind of figure out what's right for you and it's not, yeah, yeah. definitely not a thing if you need to go to uni. I would always say that it's very contextual, probably like more dependent on which course you got, you're looking to go for as opposed to the actual university you're at like like for us i think it's a very practical course and a lot of the stuff you know we're learning from industry leaders we're learning from and we're learning stuff that's going to be in like directly applicable to jobs that we're looking for in the future and stuff that will you know people that when we're applying for jobs these skills that we picked up over our four years are going to look look good on our cv yeah and having said that you know my, you know my main argument is normally just it's harder to, I, f- I always feel like it's harder to just and i don't want to start the big stem versus humanities debate but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's harder to justify humanities degrees where i feel like a lot of it can just be picked up just by kind of getting stuck into it yourself and then when when you consider like i've got i think about 70k of debt and when like you know you've got to weigh that up against how much value you're getting out of the course and so like so, so my brother for example i think that so i do have kind of a personal connection to the topic is he didn't go to university and he was, he's, 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 it definitely wasn't anything like academic wise. He, he did very well in, in A level still. He could have gone to university if he wanted to, but he, did, he just didn't really think it was right for him. And so, you know, he, he, and he did spend a couple of years just kind of working locally. He worked in the David, the local leisure center. He worked in the local pub. But then he, he, you know, he felt like he needed some direction. So he's gone for one of these apprenticeship things. And for the last year, he's been working at, as an apprentice at BP. Okay. And so, you know, it's now at the, you know, this very, you know, top, top 20 easily company and he's working as an apprentice and it's a three-year apprenticeship and he's absolutely excelling at it and he's he's, he's now got this job and it's, it's definitely decently paid and it's got all these career advancement opportunities and he's in there with zero debt so he's in a fantastic position 
And then he's got friends in his year that went to uni and they've now all graduated and they've done, you know, an assortment of different subjects. They've, you know, some have media studies, some have English lit, some have film, some have maths, you know, it's definitely not just STEM humanities split. And they're all absolutely floundering and struggling to get jobs at the moment because of the current climate and, or just because just in general, you know, they're, they're struggling to get the jobs and he's, he's sitting pretty with his apprenticeship in BP. Yeah. So my, actually one of my mates from home, so Krishan, he actually did an apprenticeship as well. And I know that whenever he has a job, because right now he's obviously quitters, but whenever he has a job, mm-hmm. he's usually getting paid more than even graduates we know. So like, yeah. as I, I tell him, like, I always think he made a sick decision. So like, I would never be against it. Like I, I like I understood like, because I considered doing an apprenticeship, but obviously at the time I just wanted to do, like, I think uni was always going to be the better choice for me. But I know like for, for sure, like apprenticeships are probably undervalued in this day and age. I feel like there's like this, glamorized sense that you have to have a uni degree a lot yeah when yeah. after like two or three years of work didn't no one really cares about your degree right because right, because at that point you've kind of picked up all the actual all the specific yeah. skills you need for the job anyway yeah let's take as you said sam it's like it's contextual a bit on like the role let's let's take computer science as that's the one like all three of us are familiar mm-hmm. with so say you want to be a software developer does that change either for your answers see that's that's an interesting question because i would definitely say that you wouldn't need a degree to be a software developer. I think. Yeah, I'm kind it's, of yeah. Same. It's a very, it's very much so many of the skills. There's so many great courses online that you can do. So many, of this, it's all stuff you can pick up yourself if you put the time into it. Same as trying to learn anything. However, I would say that to actually become a software developer at a big bank, for example, I think they do tend to hire just outside uh, out of university. And I guess it's only you know probably the only reason for that more than anything is just because then you've got this demonstrable work ethic that you know they can see oh he's well, he's done this three or four year degree he's clearly you know focused he can focus on these studies and he's actually put the focus into this subject for three years as opposed to if you're hiring someone with out without a university degree then you know you probably need much more of a practical resume to show off your skills you have to say okay i've built this this and this in these different languages yeah, I've also seen, like, because I've seen apprentices at the place, at least I work, I assume was, you're probably going to have the same at the place you work. So, like, I don't think it really stops them from getting in. There's obviously less apprentice spaces than there are degree places, like, for graduates. Because I guess for graduate, you know, you come with that sense of them being trained, but apprentices are cheaper because they can train them up from young. It kind of locks them in to stay there for the full year so they can get their qualification and so on. Yeah, it kind of depends... You want to be like if you want to be the corporate mold right away, then I guess you could follow the apprenticeship because they do treat teach you basically how to be an employee better than obviously university would. Like university kind of just like means that we're paying to get a high end education, so that means we had to put in some shift, as Sam said, to learn the things we know, and then it doesn't actually I wouldn't say properly prepares us for the working world. Whereas an apprenticeship, they they're literally preparing you for day in day out. Mm-hmm. And trying to get you to a certain place in the bank, also by default. Yeah, you kind of said it with the humanities, like kind of something you could learn, like picking up skills. You can. I feel like with software development, and especially my area, like web development, I feel like I've taught pretty much all of that by myself, or like not by myself, but I've gone on YouTube. Like it's not through my degree. Like we had one module in the first year, but you know what you said about how you taught yourself everything. The thing is, the area I work in, you, I would have had to be in the industry to learn it. So like. I couldn't have actually self-taught myself and it would have been very, it wouldn't have been practical to try and learn it outside and then try and apply it. I mean, apply it like on the job because it would never have worked and it would never be the same. So you also couldn't have learned it at uni? Yeah, so even at uni, we didn't really learn properly big data. For example, one difference here, speaking quickly, technical for any computer science listening. So we learned pandas at uni. Pandas isn't really um, practical when you're dealing with big data. Like you usually need something like Spark to do distributed workloads for the most part, unless you have a massive, like I guess, and edge nodes are a massive node with a lot of you know memory that can handle a pandas job, for example. Because usually you'd want to use Spark, but there's some libraries that aren't compatible with Spark, so you'd mm-hmm. have to use pandas. But pandas is very memory inefficient or intensive. So yeah, this is like related to data science. So like to learn that, everyone obviously can easily learn pandas. Like you could do very small like you know test data sets, do some small data scientists in as a data science work. Sorry, in quotes. I realized that there's no video. <laughs> um, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but in reality, pandas is a very bad practice, like, for a lot of big data jobs. So, did it give you the foundation, though? It gives you a bit, yeah, but like, you can't be like, but then, 
because as much as I said my thing as well, like the the stuff I did learn in first year did give me the foundations for web development. So in that sense, it did help. Yeah. So I would say that no, you definitely. I think fourth and third year uni, you definitely needed to be able to do anything even related to my job. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, I don't think you could have done it easily. Like you must have been like a really like. You must have been learning like proper, just going out your way to learn some insane stuff during your younger years to be able to do some of the yeah. stuff we do. Well, that's interesting. That's, though, I, was, yeah. I was now thinking, you know, in that case, what, you know, if, if, if our stuff, you know, our, our, the stuff we work with is all very technical. And if, you know, if you can learn that online, if you can learn that in your spare time, and presumably, I say presumably, I don't want to upset anything, anyone or say the wrong thing, but humanities stuff is all very much, it's all been documented. It's all stuff I'm sure you can read articles on. You can watch, like, you know, maybe watch videos online of um, professionals. And I, I, was there, I was then thinking, what, you know, then what can't you learn at uni? Like, what, no, what, what do you learn at uni that you can't learn outside? But then I suppose, I wonder if it's almost like the mental attitude towards it. So, yeah. and such that you know the absurd amount that you're paying for it, it almost gives you that incentive to study. Whereas if you're having to just study in your own time, there's definitely then less of an incentive and you really have to have that passion. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to say that, like, it's all well and good for us being like, yeah, you can just learn it on your own when we already yeah. know it. Yeah, exactly. But like, if I was now and didn't know anything about web development, I sat down to like learn it. I, I To be fair, I do think I'm quite driven in that sense. Like the podcast is something mm-hmm. we learn how to edit audio and start podcasts yeah. from beginning. Yeah, but like so learning like a programming language just by yourself. I can imagine you starting and then like being distracted and then stopping and then starting whereas uni you kind of have to to like get the grade yeah you like like sink or swim really yeah yeah so one notable difference here to add on is like an apprenticeship will kind of teach you that kind of schedule much better than uni would because at uni you could kind of basically learn and do social at at your own will but like if you didn't go in with any social skills for example myself i'll say i wouldn't have really any good social skills before i came uni but uni taught me how to socialize a lot better than i guess an apprenticeship would because an apprenticeship would have only forced me to learn formally right Mm -hmm. and whereas uni gives you that it shows you like how to also have find your correct social life that you can have by different societies and so on, which yeah. is a big aspect of uni. Like it teaches you that. Whereas an apprenticeship, you may never find what you actually enjoy doing outside socially if you didn't know what you enjoyed going into it. So there is that aspect, like the social aspect of university. I don't think can be matched anywhere um, it's, else. Yeah, it's, interestingly, the um, so the apprenticeship scheme that my brother's on. It's a it's a company called White Hat, and they're like you know they're all uh, they're completely apprentice focused, and their whole mission is to really promote the use and the popularity of apprenticeship schemes because they're saying you know they're they're pretty much arguing this point of university is absurdly expensive and in a lot of cases it's not necessary to get these top jobs so you know where it's like where it's stuff that you would learn the key skills on the job, you know it feels like just having. I don't know, a history degree or something just to, which obviously shows you have strong analytical skills you know it definitely gives you a lot of life skills doing a degree like that but it's not really necessary to do a job where you pick up the skills on the job and what this white hat company is doing is trying to build out a culture such that an apprenticeship you know there's such thing as you know where we say like student life there's such thing as apprenticeship life as well where it's almost parallel so they're trying to make it so that apprenticeship ha- apprentices have uh, a similar way of socializing that uni students do and they're trying to make it such that apprentices can get like, an apprentice discount card same as student discount card so they're really trying to make give it these parallels such that you know people strongly consider an apprenticeship just as much as they would a university degree which i think is a very good uh, scheme yeah that sounds good i do think it is you are almost paying for the environment and the experience rather than necessarily the teaching because yeah Computer science, anyway. I know I can go to Harvard's. I can find Harvard's computer science lectures online, like video yeah, lectures. Yeah. So, like, I can go to all the Harvard computer science lectures if I wanted to, and mm-hmm. just watch them on YouTube mm-hmm. and learn it that way. But just like the environment, I think it's really important, as you said. Like you mentioned, like in a mental sense, for me, anyway, I think it was just important to like move away from home for a bit, and, like live on my own yeah, for a bit. I, I think that was quite important, and in that sense, I kind of needed that. I think helped me grow up a lot. Hamish mentioned like in a social sense help me socialize a lot networking as well it's like a massive thing like majority of our guests on this podcast have been from Warwick meeting other people wouldn't have met like either of you two if it wasn't for like uni yeah that's true to be fair my brother's never been on a podcast <laughs> yeah that's, that's gonna be an extra yeah, uh, flex. <laughs> advantage in not uni 
It, it depends what, look, so here's what it is. Yeah. So like I've mentioned in previous episodes that for me, like a uni degree was ne- necessary, but obviously I had bursaries and scholarships to get me through it. Obviously without that, it would be a slightly different thought process, but I always knew I wanted to do it. So if you always knew you wanted to do it, do mm-hmm. maybe do weigh it out just to, you know, see like maybe cost expenditure, all of that stuff. And if you can get it subsidized and then go for it. If you're from like, if you're not from as well off of a financial background or so on, just because it'll make your life a lot easier in the future. However, like, it is worth it for the social experience, provided you at least try to be social and you get lucky, obviously, with social groups and so on. Obviously, if you put the effort in and help. So those of you who are looking to get into your own space, if you're obviously trying to live out, ideally, so like if you're trying to go for a cheaper university that's still decent outside of London, it's probably going to be well worth. So I think Warwick was obviously well worth because we had actually cheap rent, which meant that our loans could also be a little bit smaller by default because there's there'll be a cap based on the area it's in. Like, it's definitely, I would say uni, like, I mean, I was telling, who was I telling yesterday? I think I was telling Yash. I was telling him that I'd rather live in the loop of fourth year university. If I had to live one year over and over again, I'd live in fourth year university loop. Really? And that's that's just because, yeah, fourth year university, like, I had like that good work-life balance, I'd say, pretty good. And I was enjoying it. Like, even when I was like alone in like during the summer period where I was, had to stay for, you know, the dissertation. Yeah, that was crazy. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I was like, that was completely fine by me, you know? Like, I enjoyed being at uni. I enjoyed having my own space, etc. All those times we went smack in fourth year. <laughs> so, like, in that sense, like, I know that some of my best memories are from uni and I'd rather be in that loop of university over and over again. Mm-hmm. Even with all the stuff that was both bad and good. Like, I feel like uni was the ideal environment, at least in those times as well, because remember, we didn't have COVID, so... We lived cool. a very different life in terms I think of social. I can vaguely remember a not COVID environment. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say like. So, so Hamish, just to clarify that, are you happy to say on the record that you have peaked? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to make an innuendo out of, but. <laughs> no, it's just saying you, you're saying you've already had the best year of your life. I mean, ideally, I will have better years of my life, but right now, the best year was obviously fourth year. Sure. Well, I think it's fair to say, yeah, this, this year probably hasn't been the best year for anyone. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all kind of like, you don't ne- like you don't need one. Yeah. Would you say that if you have a degree, it's definitely an advantage? It definitely, I think it opens doors for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But years of experience matter, right? There'll be like four years ahead of me in experience. Like four years of experience can make a lot of a boost to your salary in any job. Remember, like they, they'll, be, they'll be considered senior. And I'm considered junior at the end of uni. Age like doesn't matter in that sense. Like they'll be considered senior. Can you give me an I'll example? Be junior. Say we were doing software dev, yeah. They've been doing software development like at an actual job via an apprenticeship for the four years. And I've been doing at university. All I have is my university experience. I have zero actual work experience. They have four years of work experience that came with the apprenticeship. So they don't have to apply for a junior role. They can actually apply for a, a job that actually has years of experience, whereas we applied for graduate schemes. So technically, we are expected to have zero experience. Yes, it's a fair point, actually. I guess, yeah, and it would also probably take into account where we'd say that it matters which university you've been to. Yeah. It's then going to, for them, it's going to matter which company they've been working at for four years. Yeah. Because the name is always going to carry you. Yeah. So that's why I said, like, if you can go to the top university for your course, like in our case, we went to like Warwick, which was always, I think when we joined, it was like fifth in the UK. And I think by the end of it, it was like eighth or something. Yeah. But, that's like massive, you know, like that's a massive competitive advantage. I, I, we have. I think the name matters, but I don't think it matters as much as people think. So, okay, so what if you got a first, say you got a first at a university lower down, and then you got like an average degree at like a Warwick? What do you think's better? I think it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, I've thought about this before, because like, even like Oxford and Cambridge, like what well, if you got a lower degree from them versus a first at Warwick, you know, so a similar comparison. Yeah, and I honestly, don't, I I feel like Oxford and Cambridge are probably different because their names kind of really do bolster. Yeah, yeah. I do think. Yeah, I think Oxford and Cambridge are a bit different. Yeah, but it's. It, I think it's hard to say. I'd, I'd almost got to think it's surely just going to be up to the preference of a company of how like a recruit a, a particular recruiter looks at it because I think it's got to be so, you know, it's so hard then to differentiate because you go then are you looking at the name of the university or the grade at which the candidate achieved? Yeah. Uh, Warwick's actually at 12 which is a shot oh, it says that they've gone down 7 places this year well since we've already fired shots I'm blaming Florian <laughs> <laughs> University of Manchester is actually 
jumped six places. But I'm pretty sure this what the Warwick stuff is also because of the boycott NUS bullshit that they have going on as well. Oh yeah, Warwick has Warwick has its fresh air of scandals. That, yeah, uh, exactly. So like, I'm pretty sure that's. I'm, if you look at, let's just say, let me just go back to it. See, it's the student satisfaction that is piss poor. <laughs> that, that's the issue. It's nuts, really. I never understood that boycott of why people are tanking their own university's rankings to yeah. themselves in the future. Yeah. That's why, to be fair, maybe this is bad. You know, when we had to do like student satisfaction, like surveys or whatever, mm-hmm. I, worry. Yeah. I was just like full marks for everything. I was like, okay, I just want to boost these up so it just looks good for us in the future. Like, yeah, because you know, when you're looking for jobs in the future, they're going to look at work on the league tables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, at least when you're graduating as well, like, why, why would you not? give yourself that boost like being at Absolutely. Warwick and then after yeah. you get your years of experience your degree doesn't I guess matter that much right but the degree got you into the first job that got you that experience yeah it's very easy to say obviously that I guess a degree wouldn't matter but I'm saying to get to where I am to do what I'm doing I needed my degree and I also needed it for other aspects of my life so I, th- I think most of our debate questions have been like it fucking depends like <laughs> yeah. is that uh... because it's so complex right like yeah. we live yeah. in such a it's complex not, world there's not that... really a one stop answer. Yeah. If we break it down to a specific sub point of things, like to get to where I am at, for example, from where I was, definitely you need the degree. But obviously, you said to get to where you are, like you probably still need your degree to get that massive advantage. Because would you have thought about joining Goldman Sachs? No, I hadn't even heard of them before. I hadn't heard of it as well, so I wouldn't have known about it. So, like, exactly, because then the other advantage, like you say, of networking, like careers fairs, that was probably where I saw the Goldman stand for the first time and went through the system after that. Yeah. And also, I didn't know I went to like be a web developer before i went to uni and did like a web development course so yeah to get to where we are we we definitely did our degrees like it's not you know thing and for the social life it's yeah it's worth it but remember it has to i guess i i I stand with the point that you need to go to a top university for what you want trying to do whether it's humanities or stem you need to just be at a top university for it exactly and i think it is also going to come down to the attitude of the student as well like if you're going to work hard and come out with a good good grade in a good subject then it's probably it's going to be valuable where whichever uni you're at but if you're going to uni just for the social life then it's absolutely not worth what 40 50k of debt and then pissing around your entire degree and coming out with an average to low grade you know because regardless of what uni you're at that's never going to look good the only thing with like the top university like go to a top 21 or it's not like worth it i think that's okay like as a rule of thumb but like say you're like just not an academic person at school or you just didn't get the grades and you just couldn't get into one of those top unis like but uni could still be good for them yeah so i think it's fair to say like as three of us who've all gone through the university process we're definitely not saying like oh you should definitely go uni no it's kind of just weighing it up for yourself if like the debt is worth the experience and kind of what yeah the experience and i guess the end result yeah because we are we are we're going to be inevitably biased towards it because it's what you know as we've gone through paths that have worked out for our specific desires in life you know the careers that we wanted to go for yeah so yeah if we go back to your time at uni a bit you mentioned to us beforehand and i still kind of remember you did a radio show on a raw twelve fifty one a.m yes absolutely so it was kind of uh it was a very it's a very it's an interesting one i'd say and it kind of came out of it was second term of second year that i did it i did it with my two friends uh will osborne and nathan dunn I'm sure you guys know them. Yeah. Yep. And I think we kind of, we always, um, you know, had these, had these good chats in just in person and Will had, Will had d- done a radio show before and he, he kind of said to us, would you, would you guys be up for doing one? And I think we both said, yeah, yeah, we'll be up for it. We're kind of like, you know, what would we, what would we be able to do that we could stretch out to a weekly radio show for an entire term for 10 weeks? So we gave it some thought. I think we gave it some thought over Christmas term and we had a lot of ideas thrown around. And honestly, I, couldn't tell you who came up with the idea or where it came from or how it was refined or anything. But the final, the end result was we came up with the Pyongyang Ministry for Music, which was a radio show where essentially it was, I guess you could maybe call it role play, but we pretended that we were broadcasting from Pyongyang and it was like the, it was like a North Korean radio station. And it was obviously done very completely tongue in cheek. Like, you know, we, we we very much agreed from the start we would we would never try and do the accents because okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we'd get in trouble but like the so we all kind of had um different uh nicknames and like titles in the in the sense of i think i was like the minister for banging tunes or something and so and what, what we'd kind of do is like we'd just look at uh, wacky news stories from the week from all over the world 
and then I think someone was like one of the other guys was the minister for fact checking and stuff like this for fake news. Oh, fake maybe. news, yeah. And uh, and yeah, and then the other joke we always had uh, on each week was at the start we'd go, you know, guys, we're really really excited to tell you today that we actually have the the supreme leader himself is coming on the podcast, and it'll be very much, you know, we've 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 said he's coming on before, but this this time for real. And then based on a new story that happened during the week, we make we always came up with some wacky excuse like two thirds through of why he couldn't now make it. And it's like, guys, we've got some terrible news. Um, I don't know, Trump's latest scandal, whatever it might be, has has caused the the Supreme Leader to get nervous and has unfortunately had to retire to his bunker or something. I thought like you one of you were gonna say that, oh, just refer to him as your uncle or something and say, Yeah, my uncle <laughs> my uncle's got my back. <laughs> don't get rude no, to me. Any hate comments. <laughs> But yeah, but it was it was good fun because then you know we we then um, we played just general music you know whatever was in the charts at the time whatever we liked and it was only an hour a week and it was also at the time I think like it was the beast from the east was going on as well so at one time it was literally blizzarding outside when we were broadcasting and I got a text mid show that said like all the buses have just been cancelled we're all stranded on campus. I was like, like that. it felt very dramatic and I literally had to do like a broadcast. <laughs> I was like, ladies and gentlemen, I've got some breaking news straight from. Uh, the Pyongyang offices <laughs> like that. So it was, it was, it was good fun. And I think, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of briefly considered doing it for another term. We didn't want to stretch it out to the point of, you know, make it get stale, but for, for what it was, no, I think we had a good time. No, it sounds fun. Can we find any of that online? Yeah, I'm sure. I think we, yeah, we definitely saved all of the shows. I'll, I'll, I'll get a link for you. I'm pretty sure Will's hosting them somewhere, either on SoundCloud or mix hub or whatever it's called I'll, I'll get a link and you can you can drop it in the show notes if anyone wants to have a listen yeah, yeah it'd be fun but um <laughs> did you did you ever from that did you ever think of like doing your own podcast or did you guys ever think of doing it something? was definitely yeah because we all did we all were then in so that was in second year we all were together at uni up until fourth year um and before covid it was but we, we were definitely thinking we might do another radio show and i think probably much like every group of guys in the current climate we consider doing a podcast <laughs> uh, but it was yeah very very much something like I, I like you guys have done so well to keep it going for as long as you have and i can see you've all got you've, you know you've got the proper equipment and it always struck us as something that we'd you know probably more something that we like the idea of more than we were happy to put the work and dedication into setting up and like you, you know you, I, I remember before covid you guys had a little studio set up as well right where you'd all do it in person yeah 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 so you, yeah that's that's crazy like and so so good like you said so that you taught yourself everything that you needed to know for that and kind of got it all going yeah no that's cool i just want to say yeah every every man and the dog are jumping on podcasts now but we we got it ahead like slightly yeah. ahead maybe it's still a bit yeah. on trend but yeah use our amazon affiliates links in episode 18 <laughs> well we have a soon to come episode as well where we should say how to do it remote um yeah awesome that's uh yeah pretty cool i, I kind of like the idea sounds quite funny so i'll be uh thanks yeah exactly it was it was a bit of fun looking forward um, to listening really it's, it's a nice story to say you know i got up to, got yeah up it's to a fun fact uh, <laughs> yeah yeah but cool moving on we got a bit of a game this is a game we haven't played before and i like to call it lonely fortunes because it's it's like family fortunes but we haven't got a family with us so we're a bit <laughs> we're a bit alone <laughs> better ring to it just just hurtful really. lonely makes it sound like we've got yeah. successful but we're just lonely yeah awesome so if you don't know how family fortunes works or family feud if you're from america i will give sam and hamish each a question that we've surveyed i've literally gone out onto the streets during covid and asked 100 people wow like to give me an answer to a particular question and then i count up how many people have chosen a particular answer and it's Hamish and Sam's job to basically try and get the most popular answers from 100 people. So I think best we might as well just dive in and then I can tell you the rules as we go. So the first one, Sam and Hamish, do you each want to come up with your own like kind of buzzer? Buzz. Can you hear that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. But that seemed like it took a while yeah, to like do. Is it quite instant? Okay, okay. Because you want to be quick. Yeah, we'll see how we go. So yeah, I'll ask you a question and then you each buzz in and... You basically, whoever, if you get the top answer, you then have the opportunity to basically keep it for yourself and try and guess the others. You'll get three lives or you can choose to pass it on to the other player. And if you don't get the top answer straight away, then the other person has a chance to like kind of take that from you. Okay, so we go for the first question and that is, what is the first thing most people do in the morning? Sam, you're in first. I'm going to say, have coffee. Our survey says... 
He's got Look, it. I've got like He's a Family Fortunes app and it's got like the... Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Oh, Hamish, you have a chance oh, now. Okay, so sure. having a coffee was not on there. I was going to say, look at the phone or social media or so. Our survey says... Okay, this is a bit awkward. I don't really know what we do now. Okay, let's just go back to... <laughs> back to go back to me. Go to the toilet. Our survey says... That's the top answer. Sam, do you Success. want to keep yes. it or pass it? I can tell you there are seven answers. There's seven answers. Fucking uh, hell, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll see how we do. I'll see how we do. Okay. And that was, okay, 24 people said bathroom. Top answer with 24. Fucking hell. Good luck, Sam. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say have breakfast. Our survey says 18. 18 people said that. That is our third highest answer. Oh, third. Okay, then in that case, I'm next going to move on to showering. Our survey says. That's the second. You got Here the top go. three. You've knocked him out. That's 19 people. Figuring it out now. See you later, Hamish. That, that's one answer. Knock one out. <laughs> oh, is it? What else do people do? Brush their teeth? Our survey says. Seven people. Uh, Still got all your lives intact. Doing well here. Watch the news. Our survey says. One Oof. life gone. Ooh. Okay, okay. Not watching the news. Fair fact. <laughs> <laughs> Each um, their own. Who the fuck doesn't wake up and check their phone on social media? Like, do you I, I've obviously oh, been asking God. a lot of, uh, like, you know, traditional people, not, not millennials. <laughs> T- turn the alarm off. How about that? Our survey says. That's 12. Ooh. Some people have got a bit literal. Two more. Exercise. Our survey says. Oh, what? no. One life left and two what, answers remain. I almost feel bad passing this over to Hamish at this at this point. I don't know what else there is. Okay, my final answer: write in their dream journal. Oh, oh, <laughs> outside of the box. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Honestly, if that's on the list. I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Our survey says three people. It's not. Oh, this is devastating. Hamish, get the chance it. to steal. <laughs> okay, so here, here's my thinking process. Yeah. So this is a quiz designed by Aaron. I felt like one of the answers is going to end up... I asked. I went out onto the streets of, of England. Yeah, yeah. But the question is designed by you. <laughs> so like, here's some of the things I'm thinking of, yeah? One of them is going to be like, kiss your chaps in the morning or something like that. Some, something the... ridiculous. <laughs> Aaron, what are you doing? Wait, this, is, this hasn't been a confirmed answer. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, this is what I'm thinking the answer could if there's a troll answer, that could be one of the answers in there. Another answer could be just like getting ready, or another answer could just literally be staying in bed. And although I want to say that the child something related to your child's in the morning, I'm just gonna say stay in bed. That's one of his that's gonna be the answer I'm gonna lock in. Our survey says it's not. It's not. I can tell you the seventh most popular answer with two votes was get dressed. Uh, oh, I should have fucking chose that. I said it out as well. <laughs> and the Damn. fourth most popular answer with 15 was open your eyes. Open, open your, your eyes. eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That's, that is a joke. I'm not having that. Okay. Open your eyes. So that, that I thought we'd start off, uh, start off pretty with a simple one, you know? That's a quite a common one. Okay. Okay. Question number two is we surveyed 100 people and asked them to name a programming language. Buzz. Hamish in there first. Yes, Hamish? Python. Our survey says... Python is there, <laughs> but... It's only got eight votes. It's in there at fourth place. Ooh. I can tell you there's five possible answers here. Ooh. Java, I guess. Java. Yeah, Our survey answer. says... Top answer with 42 points. I didn't think you I thought you didn't like Java so I, I didn't think you put it at the top and that's why that's my sole reasoning why. Hey, I mate, are, you, are you misunderstanding yeah. this game this I, I don't like answers. Java but 42 people told me Java there's three more answers on the table would you like to keep it I'll keep it I reckon I can get a couple okay what's, what's another answer you want to give I'm going to go HTML despite not being a programming language I feel like it could be what the public was I like, I like the way you think our survey says mm-hmm. It's second with 29. Oi, fantastic. We like the sound of this. I'm going to start peeing. I'm going to start peeing. <laughs> okay. Okay, three lives still intact. I'm going to get C++. C++. C++ on the board. Our survey says... It's not. What? Okay. 
JavaScript. JavaScript, Obviously. personal favorite of mine. It's JavaScript on the board. Nice. Our survey says. If it wasn't, you would have added it in. It's not on the board, JavaScript. Oh. Like I think of a few, but I don't know what would be on the survey. Yeah, what are the public saying? I'll go C. C. Our survey says. It's third place. You're now looking for the last one. I'm going to go assembly. I'm going to go assembly. Low, low down. You think there are some smart people living in Raynham, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because now we're looking for a really small percentage, yeah, yeah. I think there might be a... Our survey says... It's not... Oh. So Hamish has a chance to steal. But here are the ones that are in my, my mind. There's like Ruby, there's like Go, there's like Linux Bash, but I don't think everyone cares about Linux slash Bash. But this isn't me. These are the people of England. People are random. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with either Ruby or Go. Let's go with um, Ruby. Ruby. Ruby, 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 Ruby. Our survey says it's not Ruby. I can tell you with three votes, the answer is SQL. No, no, no. no. Three people. No, that is not said SQL. Okay, third question. So Sam is in the lead by X amount. I haven't counted up yet, but Hamish <laughs> is on zero. Sweet. I like my chances. Maybe Hamish can get some back with this one. We surveyed 100 people and they were asked, what is the name of a previous guest on the third wheel? Buzz. This, this doesn't really seem fair. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, Aaron, you, you did not do this just for... Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say Ria Kanani. Ria Kanani. Great episode, great person. Our survey says... That's a top answer. <laughs> you are joking. How, how have you got top answers as well? I was just going to try and name ones I could remember. With 39 Oh my days, you know how many options of episodes Rhea we have? Rhea. We have fucking 60-something episodes that I have to pick from. Yeah, but the people said Rhea, and I was not going to argue. So how many? How many? Was that 60-something? 39. 39 people. And there are five options. So are you, are you going to keep it? Yeah, I'm going to keep it. Let's go. Okay. Three lives. I guess one has to be Shri. Our survey says... It's not correct. You're, you're violating. It's not correct. <laughs> sure. Sorry. And I'm sorry to Shri as well. But the people haven't said that. Yash. One has to be Yash. Yash. Good man. Fan favorite. Our survey says nobody said Yash, I'm afraid. You've only got one life left, Hamish. Come on, Hamish. You, you run this podcast. You can do this. So I just, I'm just going to go for Snager, I guess. Our survey says. Oh, you got all oh, oh, wrong answers, Hamish, for this. You got the top answer for Rhea, but that could get stolen away. Sam. Sam's looking out Insta, all that, he's looking out all that episode. You've got, <laughs> you've got... In my defense, I feel like I have to have some kind of advantage on this one. <laughs> you've got five, you've got four possible options. Okay, I'm going to have to back my boy and go for TK, Tomko Minister, and hope that he was a fan favorite. If that is on there, fam, I'm done. Our survey says... It is Tom Kilminster with 21 votes. Yeah, that, that, 21 votes in third place. In third place. The fans love him. Honestly. I can reveal that Rhea was top with 39. Certain Aaron Conway was second in second I knew, place. I knew it, but I didn't with, want to say it. I've with 32. Great, great, great guest. Great guy. Um, Tom Kilminster came in third place with 21. Josh Cavey came in fourth place with seven. And just with one vote was Hamish Lackmain. Yeah, yeah. I, th was, I think uh, that was because I asked Hamish that question. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> was the one was in the survey, of course. <laughs> okay, so Sam, Sam steals. Okay, we're on our penultimate question. Can Hamish make a comeback? We went around the UK surveying a hundred people, and we asked them to name something you can get from your parents, but you can change as an adult. Buzz surname. Ooh, nice. I keep forgetting about the buzzing in. Our survey says. Top answer with 49. That also names? counts as name. Okay. Name, how many, surname. Yeah. How many answers are there? There are six answers. Hair colour. No, good, good, good shout. Good shout. Our survey says... Hair colour second on the board with 19. Nice one. House or like living arrangements. Our survey says... It's not. It's not there, unfortunately. I want to say this, but I don't know if it's too out of the box. Like... <laughs> Can I say like financial situation, I guess, or like wealth or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's, that is out of the box. That is out of the box. Let's see what our survey says. Not in the fucking box, is it? <gasps> oh, economic status with 13 votes. Oh, shit. 
So there's only the fourth and the fifth answers here left. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. I have two two lives left. Two lives so remaining. Fucking hell. Oh, I guess you can get plastic surgery. So does that mean you could change your fucking skin or something? Any sort of like, I guess, su- surgery, like plastic surgery or so on for like all your teeth replacement, whatever it is. Interesting. That's also another one outside the box. But I'll take it. See what our survey says. Does our survey think the same thing? Oh, nose nice. is on the board. Well, so I'll give it. you it for nose. We got Talia more for hers. Nose job. Raw. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for that. Send. I, I just had to do it. Okay, two more answers. Two lives left. Oh, so you're doing well. You're doing well. But these are out of the box answers. I didn't really. Yeah, but you've got you've got two of them. I don't know if this one's. Gonna, I'm gonna say like fashion or sense or whatever. Like fashion sense. Oh shit! I also know another one. Okay, carry on. Let's go with it. I have two lives. Going so fashion sense. Yep. Our survey says it's not there. One life remaining. Religion. Two more answers. Religion. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Our survey says it's there. It's the last answer with three. Ooh. So there's one also left. Reputation or like respect in the community or something like that. I don't know. That's what I'm going to go with. Respect in the community. Or reputation. I don't know. However, like, you know what? You know what I mean? Like when people, how people think of you or whatever it is. Let's see what our service says. Please tell me. It's not correct. Oh, I'm afraid. Nice. Good luck, Sam. This one's, this one's a fucking mind boggling. <laughs> yes. Is this a hard one? I must okay. say, when, when people told me this answer when I was asking them, Were you surprised? I, was a bit, I was like, oh, that's, that's a different one. Okay. But there was a few people that said it. There was a few people that said it, so... Okay, I have been thinking about it. I'm going to go gender. Do seven people from the UK say this? Our survey says... Oh. It's not. So Hamish keeps the points. I can tell you, with seven, people said attitude. <laughs> attitude. Get out this of guy, here. This guy is a seven-point answer. Obviously, it's going to be an Aaron. Okay, last question. You know what? Do you hear that sound? Oh, it's double. It's double round. Double points. <laughs> Can't wait so Hamish has a chance. Hamish <laughs> has a chance to take it. We surveyed the country. We surveyed 100 people, asking them to name a British national treasure. Buzz. Oh, shit. I know. I'm going to have to push you. And Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford. <laughs> Very topical. Very relevant. That is. I was going to say something else, but this is a more relevant answer. Our survey says... It's the, the top, top answer. answer. Marcus Rashford joking? with 29. <laughs> 29. Wait, how many Get answers are there? No, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's seven. And 29 seven. people said Marcus Rashford. I told you, I went out recently onto the streets and Marcus Rashford was this on their mind. People that are British national treasures. Do I know like people like that? Remember, this is double points. Oh, so this is going to be more Sam's forte anyway. So I guess I'm going to give it to Sam. I'm going to go for a steal. So, yeah. That's brave. That's brave. You're sacrificing your three lives for one. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't if I don't actually know many, I guess, British people like that. That would be considered also a national treasure. Mm, so, okay. I, I know he didn't smart. put I if he put gigs on play. there, I would have it would have made sense. You know, I would be like, yeah, but he didn't put gigs, gigs on there, so there's no point in me going for this. Okay, I'm gonna start uh, start broad, start popular. I'm gonna go for the Queen. The Queen. Yeah. Did the people of the UK say our Queen? It's gotta be. Our survey says. She's not on there. You're joking me. How I was going to go for that, but I knew it. I just had this feeling Aaron wouldn't have who put it in you, there. Who have you been asking? <laughs> people asking the, people, the people of the UK. The hell. My next the, guess the, is the people be... of the UK, clearly, but then not any of them. That... Oh my days. My next guess was going to be David Attenborough. But now I'm not sure. If the Queen wasn't on there, what chance does Sir David have? That, that's my answer. Yep, that's the answer oh, I'm locking in. I, have, I know my steel answer now, because I don't think oh, Sam's... No. Our survey says... Sir David Attenborough is on their second most popular answer with 23. Okay, that's good news. Oh, Captain Tom. Who's the one Captain who did all the walking? Another very relevant answer. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Our survey says... Ooh. You're joking, not poor Captain Tom. Captain Tom's You're not You're never there, sleeping on Captain Tom. I don't believe it. Can you get a couple more answers right so that I can use my one steal on so that I... <laughs> yeah, because Hamish ain't picking up no points. On this. <laughs> no, but it's double points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that'd, that'd actually be a smart play, Sam. Yeah, now that I think about it, gang theory, it's all, coming, it's all coming together. Oh my God, now I have two answers. I feel like when I say some of these, you might kick yourself a bit. Really? I'll go Stephen Fry. Smart man, funny man, he's done acting. Uh, 
Oh, I, I have clicked it too early. <laughs> but our survey says... I wasn't done recently. Yeah, can I change my answer? <laughs> Stephen Fry, was one I was surprised not to hear? That's a shame. Line. That's a shame. Hard question. So I was thinking... So you also added one more answer to my mind. So I was thinking like maybe he did something along the lines of... So this is just me brainstorming. Stephen Tries, or like a member of the Sidemen such as KSI. I would fully back it if, if Stephen Tries was somehow on this list. It depends if I asked the people I asked were fans of YouTube. I'm thinking YouTube Ed Sheeran could be on there. Mm, Sheeran. I was trying to think of musicians. Mm. But I couldn't think of that. Yeah, like something. I don't know. Is Liam Gallagher British? Like, I don't know if he's British. Liam Gallagher is, but okay. I didn't go to Manchester to ask these people. Oh, if you did, Stephen Tries would probably be on there. They won six one. They won six one. Money on the money map. On the map. <laughs> probably put something like Bugsy Malone or something. Trolling. I'm just going to go for the answer I've been thinking of all this time, which is like KSI or a member of the Sidemen. Interesting. Okay. KSI: Knowledge, Strength, Integrity. <laughs> it's also a title for a YouTube clip channel. Our survey says KSI is not oh. on the board. He's he's gone. What was on it then? Messed up the clock. Oh, shit. So, with two votes, Claire Balding, the woman who's everywhere. More so than the Queen. Presenting I'm not, everything. I'm not happy with this. Two people say Claire sure. Balding. You know when I'm you assuming. messed up something? I think he put like Prince Harry or Meghan Markle. I think one of them is on this list. With five votes, it's Anton Deck. Oh, my God. Anton Deck are brilliant. I do love them. Yep. Five people said Anton Deck. With number seven, is this number seven, close to my heart, David Beckham. Okay, okay, yep, he's, he's good for the nation. 13 votes, another man very close to my heart, and that's Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> Big man himself. Ainsley <laughs> Harriet, the 13 votes. Oh, God. And third place with 21 is Mary Berry, Great British Bake Off oh, Mary, legend. Mary Berry's a good, good shout. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't yeah. have guessed I'm trying that. To think of, yeah, I wouldn't have got it. Well, I'm surprised you didn't put Ed Sheeran on that. I thought like it was going to be Ed Sheeran or KSI that got to make it. Mate, the people, the people, he hasn't released music for a while. The people, he was on people's mind, you know? Yeah, the play, he's gone out of the spot. He was still thinking about you. Hey. <laughs> Let that one sink in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, I can tell you the scores on the doors. Our first ever game of Lonely Fortunes. Hamish has a score of 90 9 how? I got 97 in one of the flipping... Oh, 93 in one of the rounds. Did I steal it? Fine. No, 90, it... 90, okay, you can have a... You, can, you know what? You can have a plus three. You can have a... You can, we can have, There's we can a round where I literally only didn't get the seven point answer. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe this. Okay, Hamish has 93 points, but with a whopping 287 points is Sam Bohr. Congratulations, congratulations. You, Thank you, you get absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I rate that, I rate that. Okay, well... Hopefully everyone enjoyed that game of family of Lonely Fortunes. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't breach the uh, trademark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank you to uh, everyone who participated in uh, supplying me with answers. To Wait, honestly, quiz. anyone who the, the guest that you didn't put in there in this top five, yeah, just know he sent for you, fam. Shri, Snager, Nish, Z, all of you lot, everyone. Fam, I didn't send case. for them. That's just what people told me. That was what people no said. The people so chose. Always gonna be up there. James, oh, Anna, Gina, remember this person does not rate you. Remember this. <laughs> That's what the people said. And yeah, I think that, that, uh, that concludes the episode, really. We round it off. We finish everything with like some final questions, a call out and a shout out. So final questions, I guess I'll start off. And that is, if you were doing a podcast, who would be your dream podcast guest? I mean, presumably you two aren't available in this situation because, you know, number one, you two have got to be top of the list. Oh, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> cheers, I, love, cheers. I love that. I love that. But after, after that, it's, I've, I was thinking about this. I think I think Rowan Atkinson would be a good shout because I think he's smart. Oh, I think he's been, he's done a lot of that's stuff. A British that's, that's, that's a British treasure. That's a national treasure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a national treasure. He is. Yeah. I didn't think he'd get picked in the in the public vote. But yeah, Rowan Atkinson's my answer. Aaron Hawks millennials, fam. Who, who wouldn't have Rowan Atkinson in the... Shameful. Thing? Exactly. Exactly. He deserves to be number one. <laughs> Rashford who? Uh, wait, wait, no, none of that. None of that. Yeah, God, Hamish. The second question is, if you were on death row, what would be your chosen meal or three-course meal in this case? This, again, was quite hard because I feel like a dream three-course meal. I, I, I kind of just picked my favorite starter, main, and dessert. I feel like they, don't, they probably don't work that well together. But I feel like starter, I go a bit bit like bit, bit fancy. I'm going scallops because sometimes you get them. Oh. They're really nice. What is a scallop? It's like a it's fish-ish. It's like shellfish. Oh. You get them okay. like on the plate as opposed to like in your lap. <laughs> main course. I like uh, I like Mexican food, like Las Iguanas, that stuff. I'd like they they do a great burrito with curly fries. 
So that's that's what I'm going for Maine. Oh, interesting. And dessert, I'm thinking tiramisu. I'm going to Italian. You know, so I'm so I'm going for a bit of a range, bit of a variety in my last meal. Yeah. What what is the dessert that you just said? Like what is that? Yeah, you know, tiramisu. It's like a kind of a coffee. Uh, it's got cream on top, cream and chocolate on top. It's got like coffee and rum in it. If you haven't tried it, I recommend it. You get it like you can get it in Tesco. Third question. And this is a question we ask every guest is what has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? And that is if you've third wheeled someone or they've third wheeled you, or it can be fifth wheel, seventh wheel, whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately it is me fifth wheeling in the story, but essentially it was a, uh, yeah, some family friends of ours would want to do a dinner party and they, it was, uh, they're a couple of years older, but they're, you know, so they're, they're engaged now. So they're, 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 they've got their own place and they invited myself and then my brother and his girlfriend as well for that games night dinner party so it was an it was an it was an evening of me my brother and his girlfriend and then our family friends as well so it was a uh, it was kind of fine for the fine for the most of it but then occasionally there'd be a bit of a pda and i <laughs> sat there like a bit of a sore thumb yeah i feel it feel yeah <laughs> and the next section is a call out or nomination so you can basically nominate one or many people to um, hopefully be on the third wheel in the future who would you like to nominate Fantastic. Well, I mean, uh, I'd like to, I think it's only fair that I nominate my radio co-hosts, Will Osborne and Nathan Dunn. So I'm call, calling them out. I think they should definitely come on and speak about their own experience doing the radio show. Shout out to them. Yeah, all the way from North Korea. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope <laughs> this, uh, this podcast goes out to Pyongyang. Yeah. <laughs> and last bit's just shout out. So anything any of us want to just like plug or shout out, we can do so here. Sam, anything? Um, probably just shout out my girlfriend Jessica. She's patiently wait, been waiting outside while I've been recording this. Uh, <laughs> in our day. So uh, I think she at least deserves a shout out for her patience. Yeah, ask her who she thinks is a British national treasure. I will. I'll see what she says. Hamish, anyone? Yeah, I was gonna. Sh- yeah, I was gonna shout out um, a mixtape that at this point is probably a month or two old. So it's called DNA by M Honcho and Nate Smalls. I've started listening to it. I've replayed like every song or wheeled it up like around four or five times already so far, and I'm not even halfway through. Go listen to it. I'll put it on my third wheel playlist as well. Nice. I'm, I'm just going to shout out the number one British national treasure, and that is Marcus Rashford. <laughs> and the date of recording is his birthday. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to him. And oh, yeah, just no, needs, needs no, no other, yeah, needs nothing yeah. else. Just shout out. Also, all of his charity links will also be in the description. Yeah, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll plug in the like fair share stuff and that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah, awesome. Thanks so much, Sam, for coming on. Great. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Nice catching up. It's been a year. Yeah. Yeah, been a while. But yeah, hopefully hopefully everyone enjoyed it. And we'll just speak to you next week with our next guest. Alright, cheers everyone. Have a good day. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Hold me closer. I'll take you for a ride. Go, we can drive all night.